Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Fleetwood Mac. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. Wow, big show today, right? Yes, it's an enormous show filled with one stop, one nonstop list of, of uh, guests and fun. Yes. Uh, Stephen Wright will be joining us today. Ooh. He's going to be at the Academy of Music on the 16th. Actually, they got a lot of good comedy shows coming to the Academy of Music in the next uh, few weeks. Yeah, which Bob Marley hasn't responded to us yet. Keep trying. He's busy. Right. He's had a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, also, Travis Best and Ray Berry will be in here together. Big enshrinement weekend this weekend, and uh, White Line Brewing is having a big block party with uh, with Travis Best and Marcus Camby going to be there, a bunch of other uh, luminaries. Maybe we'll find out who's coming. Maybe they won't tell us. You'll have to listen to uh, find out for sure. Giddy up. Yeah. Also, there's a new home cleaning habit that's being called either brilliant or gross. Sounds good. Yeah. We'll get to that, too. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. New England Patriots foot. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Bob Seeger with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Yeah, quite a bit of rain yesterday, but uh, none today. Really pretty much clear for the rest of the week. Have uh, highs in the low 70s today, then uh, back into the high 70s uh, for the rest of the week with lots of sunshine. Uh, let's see. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Jeanette McCurdy appears on the new episode of Jada Pinkett's Facebook watch show, Red Table Talk, and she reads a truly insane email her late mother sent her. Uh, she's got this book out, I'm Glad My Mom Died, hmm. is the name of the, wow. is the, name yeah, of the right. book. She really didn't have a great relationship with this lady, and uh, you can see why. Uh, in the letter, Jeanette's mom, Debbie, rants about how disappointed she is in Jeanette, calling her a, quote, a slut, a floozy, wow. all used up. She also shames her for gaining weight, calls her an ugly monster, and says, quote, I told your brothers about you, and they all said they disown you just like I do. We want nothing to do with you. Then she ends the message with, P.S., send money for a new fridge. Ours broke. Jesus. Good luck. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, well, you know what? Good on uh, Jeanette for I, defending herself. I'm trying to set up an interview with her because I'm really interested in this book because I, I never really liked her as an actress, and I can see why because of all the things that she's talking about in these interviews was she hated being in that show. She hated being on those iCarly shows and, and that uh, one she was in with with Ariana Grande. Right. Uh, she couldn't stand it. And and she was under so much pressure. I was like, yeah, you know that makes sense because your your acting wasn't that great because of what you were going through. I don't think her acting was that bad. It's just you know you 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 sometimes wonder whether a child actor is in acting because they want to be there or because their parent is forcing them to be to be there. Right. And there is a huge difference between the two. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you know, this mother pushed this kid to to do all this stuff, and then she. She gets jealous of the success of her own child. Mm-hmm. Man, and, what a uh, messed up uh, world yeah. that is. And how many times do the child actors and actresses actually then become successful? Adult. Like Ron Howard, maybe? That's it? Yeah, I don't but know. She, she didn't want anything to do with it. Right? She, yeah. she left the whole TV business. But it sounds like Ron Howard and uh, and Cliff 
fucked his younger bro- his, uh, his brother. The, the, the good looking one. The good looking one. Yeah. We're pretty well adjusted kids. Yeah. And they came from a good family. I mean, they came from a Hollywood family, but I mean, they protected those kids. Yeah. As opposed to some of them where they see those those children as nothing but a meal ticket. And that's that's abusive. Yeah. Frankly. Uh, Olivia Wilde just wanted to make a movie. She didn't want the t- uh, set the tabloid world on fire, but that's exactly what she did. The rumors surrounding the production of Don't Worry Darling are almost legendary already, from the chaos over Shia LaBeouf's departure to Olivia's alleged feud with her star Florence Pugh. And now we have Spitgate, thanks to a video from a screening at the Venice Film Festival where it looks like Harry Styles spits on his co-star Chris Pine. But Chris Pine wants you to know that it didn't happen. His rep called it, quote, a ridiculous story, a complete fabrication, and the result of an odd online illusion that is clearly deceiving and allows for foolish speculation. Hmm. So it was a uh, like a mystery luger? Yeah. yeah that what? is one magic loogie. Yeah. The Keith Hernandez. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that, do, do we know if that's real or not? I loathe Keith, Keith Hernandez. Hernandez. Um... If Harry Styles spit on me, I'd be celebrating. <laughs> He'd be the most yeah. famous person to ever spit on you. I would never wash off whatever body part that he spit on. Or just grab the DNA and then uh, file a lawsuit. Uh, anyway, Chris added that there is, uh, quote, nothing but respect between the, or Chris's rep added, that there's nothing but respect between these two men and any suggestion otherwise is a blatant attempt to create drama that simply does not exist. But we all want it to. Make for a better story. Yeah. Uh, Angelina, or things got worse between Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Angelina's company, Nouvelle, is suing Brad for $250 million over the French winery they bought together as a couple. Uh, Nouvelle claims that Brad and his associates launched a campaign to seize the control of the winery in order to ensure that Angelina would never see a dime of its profits. And he did get it back. uh, he, He did it to get back at her over the divorce and the custody battles. All right. Uh, Nouvelle also claims that Brad offered to buy Angelina's steak, but the deal included a hush clause that would prevent her from discussing the circumstances that led to their divorce. And because of that demand, Angelina turned down the deal, sold her steak in, uh, to Stoli instead, which Brad was not happy about. Mm-hmm. Man, these two. Yeah, I mean, can't they see they're in love? Can't they see how much they need each other? Yeah. Um, I would imagine that, uh... This is going to be some great makeup sex uh, eventually. If they ever get to that point. I mean, it's only been going on for, what, 15 years that you they've know, been fighting? I've, I've been a very big proponent that I don't care what kind of relationship you're in or how close you feel uh, to your uh, to your spouse or significant other. Do not take the chance of buying a French winery. Puts a wedge in every relationship. Yeah, French wineries, you, that's like not the... Give me five good examples of a couple that bought a French winery where it didn't cause problems. I can't. See? Because I don't even know any other couple that bought a French winery. That's hardly the point. Yeah. Buy a soccer team instead. Much better. I saw Ryan Reynolds had to ask Blake Lively, hey, is it okay, honey, if I buy a soccer team? She said yes. And look how good that turned out. Mm -hmm. Last week, Rihanna and a group of her friends hit up a New York City joint called Caviar Rousset, where they enjoyed champagne, sashimi bites, and of course... Caviar. She asked the staff to stay past closing, and they eventually wrapped things up around 2 a.m. And since they were cool about staying open for her, Rihanna paid them back by helping them close. A so-called source says 
She was cleaning up and pushing bar stools back into place for them. Okay. But is that just her getting up and pushing a stool in? Somebody saw that and says, oh my god, she's helping the staff clean up. She's such a good celebrity. I hate it when somebody pushes my stool in. Well, you I'm, might want to rephrase that, yeah, Dave. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, but, you know, almost like tabloidy, like, oh, look at her. Look at her halo. She's moving that stool. <laughs> She's such a good artist. Hey, I've, I've moved my share in, a, in, a, in my time, too. Yeah, mean, meanwhile, uh, you know, the waiter at this thing, yeah, he shouldn't tell you about her uh, friend, uh, wasted friends in the bathroom that puked everywhere and didn't clean that up, did they? Did they? Well, that's different. All that caviar and vodka everywhere. It was disgusting. Uh, and that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Warehouse, showroom, and design center in Holyoke. What are your options? And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, they say there's a time and a place for everything. Sometimes it's time for a haircut. That does not necessarily mean that it's always time for a haircut. Nor does it mean that every place is the right place for a haircut. Why am I talking about haircuts? Well, first of all, I'm about due for a haircut. Secondly, I'd like to talk about the two dopes that were ejected last night at the U.S. Open after they thought it would be a freaking hilarious idea to give each other haircuts during the televised men's quarterfinals at the U.S. Open between Nick Kyrgios and Russian's Karen Kachenov at the Arthur Ashe Stadium last night. Now, I can appreciate a decent haircut like anybody else. However, I prefer that my haircuts go uninterrupted by security officers who tend not to wait until the haircut is over. Usually, when you're facing an ejection, that ejection is usually immediate, without any consideration given to the haircut itself, regardless of where you are in the process of either the ejection or the haircut. And yet, these two, yet-to-be-identified fellas, probably didn't think that all the way through. Because in my opinion, an unfinished cut is worse than no cut at all. And if I'm going to pay for the cut, a tip, and the cost of a ticket to the men's quarterfinals of the U.S. Open, something is going to have to give, and it better not be the haircut. Now, as it turns out, these two idiots were taping the haircut for the specific purposes of posting the video on YouTube. And while I could watch haircuts on YouTube or the TikToks all day long, I'm not so big on watching ejection videos. This one might be different since the video itself could be seen as legal evidence if they're prosecuted, which I doubt they will be. After all, hasn't that one guy suffered enough humiliation with only half a haircut already? I would certainly think so. The question is, does something like this go vile? Uh, viral, I should say. With a bad haircut, I say who gives a crap? This kid has got other things to worry about than whether like, like getting the second half of a haircut and being out of the cost of a, of a ticket to a men's quarterfinal at the U.S. Open. I'd be happy to talk about the highlights, but I'm too busy looking at the clips. But hey, in the Mamaya Yappin Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm looking at the Ego battery-powered leaf blower. Right now, 180 bucks at Rocky's. I'm looking at the Rocky's website. You can check out the Rocky's app or pick up the flyer at the store. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock at 612. 
and Eric Clapton with back Stephen Dave in Rock 102. Low 70s for the highs today. 15% chance of rain is all. And then less than that as the week goes on. Lots of sunshine highs in the mid to high 70s for the rest of the week after today. Sweet fancy Moses. What a show today. Stephen Wright is going to be at the Academy of Music on the 16th of September. He'll be joining us next hour. And then after 8 o'clock, we'll have both Travis Best, uh, former NBA player, former uh, Springfield Central star, and Ray Berry from White Line Brewing in here at the same time. Big event coming up uh, this weekend. It is Enshrinement Weekend in Springfield, and they got a big fat block party going on at White Line. We'll talk about that after 8 o'clock. Uh, did you go vote yesterday? Did you exercise <sighs> your uh, your right to vote? You know, I uh, I hate to say that I had other things going on, what? but I did not vote yesterday. I know, I know. How could you not vote for the either the Democratic primary or the Republican primary for governor and lieutenant governor? I voted. Did you vote? Uh, yeah, I yeah. voted for the Lizzie Borden house to be the top haunted attraction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we talked about that. I, would uh, putting my votes in for the Rockman yeah. 2 Pro Picks pool? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, did uh, that as, one? I did that as well, by the way. I, I knocked off um, the first three weeks. <laughs> I, I, I uh, normally probably would have stayed out of this one, you know, those primary ones. Yeah. Uh, but there was a local town election going on in Huntington ah, as well. And, uh, that, and the Huntington voting uh, thing, it's something to see. Is it what? What makes Huntington so different than everybody else? It's it's the uh, it's it's the box. They have the box hmm. where the, the crank box. The crank box. It's it, it's like it's like a it's like something out of the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> and they got the guy there cranking the handle as you put the ballot in the box. Really? And it counts no. how many people voted. Wait, it, so there's he could see what you're voting for there? No, 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 it's, no, no it's a no. closed ballot. Oh, okay, all right. But it's the old-fashioned crank. Mm. Hamden's got the very same thing. Hamden hasn't uh, hasn't really updated the process either. Mm. You know, in some towns, uh, I'm sure most of you already know this, but for people in small towns like Steve and I and uh, you know, you'll probably uh, you'll probably have a, a, a brand spanking new, fresh, digitally uh, digital box. You just put it in there and <laughs> slips it right through. In Windsor Locks? Are yeah. you kidding me? Mm. No. Well, in small little towns like yeah. uh, we live in, yeah. it's the old fashioned voting box with the with the analog display of mm. what number. Uh, how many people have voted? Yeah. A, and like, this, it looks like an old gas pump ticker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this cool. is, These boxes were built probably in the 1920s and haven't been updated since. Hanging I, chads? I don't know if they do the chads or I, not. I think those things are older than that. Mm. I think those things are from like the 1800s. Mm. Could be. Yeah. A lot of things still in town. They haven't updated since then. And uh, you you go in, uh, you check in, you tell them which street you live on, where your address is. They give you the ballot for the corresponding to whatever you're going to be voting for. Mm-hmm. And uh, and by the way, why are the ballots? What color do you think of when you think of Republican? Pink, red. What? Just, right. Just, what color would you think of with if you were a Democrat? Blue, blue. Right. Light, They're switched. Blue. Yeah. The really? colors are different. Yeah, that doesn't Red is for the Democrats and blue is for the for the uh, Republicans, which it's so stupid. Why mm. would you do that? Yeah. You're messing up. It's like, uh, you know how when you ever play that game where it says, you know, look at this color and then say the word when it's actually a different color mm-hmm. and it's hard for yeah. your brain to process that? That's, that's exactly what it's like going in there. I don't know why they do that. Yeah, you know what it requires? It actually requires you to read the ballot as you're filling it out. Is that what it is? Yeah, you actually have yeah. to read it. And so to do more thinking when you're voting? That's probably not well, a good you know, idea. I mean, uh, yeah. I like to go in kind of knowing 
where I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. There are times when I just I don't you know I don't really care, and I don't you know I just, I just put a name that either I remember yeah. or a name that just sounds nice. You know, like yeah. uh, sometimes let's face it, there are some races that you don't really have any idea what's at stake here. You know, like uh, like like governor's council. Now, I mean, the only one I knew in, in gover- running for the governor's council was Mike Fenton. Yeah, and he didn't win. Um, but nevertheless, yeah, I know Mike. He's a decent guy. Like uh, you know, like talking to the guy when mm-hmm. I see him. But everybody else, I don't know who the hell they are. So you're saying he bought your vote by having a beer with you one time or no, something no, like no, that? No, no, never, never <laughs> bought my. I haven't seen. Kidding. I haven't seen the guy in a, in, in yeah. quite a while, yeah. and he never. No one buys my vote. That's what. <laughs> listen, when I tell you that when I. And I rub elbows with all these political mucky mucks around town. Mm-hmm. I don't go full into uh, that friendship very often. It, sometimes I'll be uh, like a friend of a guy who wants to run for office, and uh, I will do everything I can not to support any candidate mm-hmm. at all because mm-hmm. it's just I don't like I don't right. like doing that. But uh, you know, sometimes it happens where you know, like a like a politician will feel real chummy with you. And then ask you start asking you for favors, and you're like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And if it didn't have, if I didn't have a microphone in front of my face for four and a half hours a day, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Yeah, we talked about that. None of us wants to put a lawn sign. No, 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 no. front yard. I have a pirate flag in my yard. I don't even. That's I don't, about. That's about how good that's going to go. Voting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not really even comfortable putting a sign that says that the. Uh, the driveway doctors are taking care of my driveway. No, I, no, listen, and, man, I don't let anybody put any sign in my driveway. No. That was that sham window company I had come to my old house years ago where the guy comes and does this. I think it was from, like, uh, I think it was New England Sash or something. It was one of these, like, companies that covered all of New England and uh, something you pick up at, like, a home show. Right. And the guy comes out and does a demonstration in your living room for three hours, by the way. Yep. Three hours to, and showing you heat lamps up against this demo window that he's got. And I'm like, get to the oh chase. God. <laughs> and for seven windows and two doors, the guy wants $30,000. However... If I put a sign that says they did it in my yard, the price automatically dropped to twenty one thousand dollars. Wow! Which I don't know how. Uh, you know, I'm uh, I've been around this advertising business for quite a few years now, <laughs> and I'm guessing that's a lot of bang for your buck for one yard sign. Yeah, yep. no kidding. Eight that eight to eight to nine thousand dollars just because. You have the sign in the yard. Yeah. That makes it sound like the rest of it's a shame. And, and not for nothing, but there's only like a thousand people that live in your town. How many yeah. people are going to see that sign and need the same, you know, the same amount of windows? Yeah. Plus, yeah. I don't trust the, the company that are selling windows with the word sash. I mean, what's wrong with a sash? I, it seems like specialized and fancy to me. Call it a window. I mean, I understand that a part of the window is the sash. Listen, but, that, uh, you know? many years ago, it was like the night before Christmas. I forgot exactly what happened, but mm-hmm. I remember someone throwing up on the sash. I know. And, you know, sometimes they need to be replaced with all that throw up all over the place. Well, and how old is that poem by Clement Moore or whoever the hell well, he I was? I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, right? I, this is a story I read. Anyway. Well, either, um, anyway, going back to this uh, election thing, mm-hmm. um, Eric Lesser didn't win. Nope. I didn't even I'm I'm going through the ballot yesterday and I'm like I don't even recognize these people that are on there. Yeah. And and you look at the and it's and it's like 
Revere and, you know, all these people that I have no idea about because they're all from the eastern part of the state. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's where Lesser uh, is n- doesn't have an advantage of. Well, and, and it wasn't necessarily a big-time person from Boston who beat him. It was a mayor of Salem. Right, but are you talking about <laughs> eastern, yeah. eastern yeah. Massachusetts? Yeah. That's still North Shore. Right. And, yeah. and you have... Yeah. And, you know, you do have access to the Boston Globe and the mm-hmm. Herald sure. and stuff like that. Yep. You, you know, east of east of Worcester, Eric Lesser is not that well known. I mean, he's known, but he's, you know, he's he represents a, you know, an area you know, far west of that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, running for lieutenant governor without really making a name for, you know, a real strong name for yourself in Boston mm-hmm. uh, at that point in his career it's a tall order to say, "Hey, can I win a primary in uh, for lieutenant governor?" I mean, that's a big jump. Yeah, it's not to say that he wouldn't be able to win later on, and it's not to say that there aren't bigger things waiting for Eric Lesser down the road. Right, but you know, you know, he has not been served as a state senator for so long, where everybody in Boston is going, "Ooh, Eric Lesser, we got to make sure we remember that guy on election day." Mm. Uh, back to your voting procedure in in your hometown of Huntington. Mm-hmm. D- did you win? Did you win your race or not? Did you did you were you up for a seat somewhere or not? I guess I could have been because yeah. it was mostly a write in uh, yeah. ballot for the town. So all the people who didn't register in time were like, "Hey, vote for me when you go to the uh, the thing." And uh, so I made my selections and, and I put it down. But I, I, again, I'm looking at all these names, and I don't even understand. The, the Attorney General, um, Andrea Campbell, I don't even know who that is. Who is that? Uh, she is the daughter of uh, Mr. and Mrs. Campbell. The soup people? Oh. Uh, no, not oh. the soup people, but uh, yes. So you don't know either. I, then, what, what are you talking about? I just I told you exactly who she was. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Shannon Liss Riordan is now Hopeless Riordan because <laughs> she came in... Mm. Uh, it somewhat, sounds like she was less of Shannon. Yeah, whatever she was, that uh, means. Rather, uh, rather yeah. far behind. Um, and the only reason I knew that name was because that's the only commercial I've seen. Yeah, I didn't know who Andrea Campbell or Quentin Tarantino was. Quentin Tarantino was running. Well, wow. it says it right there, Attorney General Quentin Palfrey. Quentin Palfrey. Yeah, not not Tarantino. Well, he could be. Uh, he could be related. Actually, in that lesser race, I mean, you know, Kimberly Driscoll wins 47%. You know, Eric had uh, 32.6. I mean, it's a big gap. Yeah, but, but he, not, he actually did a lot better than, uh, you know, some of these other races. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think he can look at this and say it's, a, you know, a total bust. I mean, he's still got, you know, a third of the vote. And, you know, he's well-known at Western Mass. He's got to finish prep school first before he does any of this stuff. He's married with children. He's got stuff to do. I'm sure he's... Making phone calls right now. That's all a scam. He's <laughs> Listen, just what, what can I do for a year or two before yeah, well, I can run for something else? Well, there you go. That was uh, voting yesterday in the state of Massachusetts. It's 623. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. When it comes to choosing a roofing contractor, you have many choices. And as a homeowner, it can be very. That's uh, Leslie Weinstein. You know, it was Leslie West, of course, from Mountain on Rock 102. We're back, Stephen Dave. Uh, Stephen Wright will be joining us after 7 o'clock, coming to the Academy of Music on the 16th of September. Great comedy shows coming the next couple of months. Uh, Louis Black is going to be there, Bob Marley, and Stephen Wright. That's a, that's a pretty good comedy trifecta right there. So he'll be joining us right after 7 o'clock. Speaking of comedy. Yes, Steve. 
It's Dad Joke David from Sunderland. I got some dad jokes for you. Ready? Okay. I was confused when my printer started playing music until I realized the paper was jamming. Good one. My, well, thank you. I appreciate that you like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. My wife asked me if I've heard of Quasimodo. Quasimodo. And I said, the name rings a bell. Quasimodo. <laughs> you, you brought that one back <laughs> from the dead. A clown opened a door for me the other day. A clown? A clown. It was a nice jester. It's all in the pronunciation. Bad joke, David from Sutherland. Don't call me later. Just call me dad. <laughs> it's 629. News is next on Rock 102. Signing up for a Massachusetts LTC course has never been easier. Just go to PioneerValleyArms.com. Sponsored by the Massachusetts Department for Elementary and Secondary Education. 631. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. All the votes not officially counted yet, but polls closing at 8 p.m. last night in most of Massachusetts as voters finalized their picks for a number of high-profile races across the state. A closely followed lieutenant governor's race featuring Democratic Party voters choosing Kim Driscoll, the mayor of Salem, as their nominee as she beat out Senator Eric Lesser and State Representative Tammy Govea. By the way, I'm not uh, dismissing uh, Eric Lesser at all. I just don't know how well known he is in Boston. I mean, I know how well known he is here. I just don't know if he is present enough, visible enough. Well to, to carry you know, places like Boston. If you remember when he first became state senator, he had a lot of money from Washington. There was a lot of donors on you know that kind of war chest that he built up there just for a state senator position. So yeah. maybe, you know, with the donors that he had, probably uh, were backing him a little bit more. Yeah, I also uh, noticed, and uh, not for nothing, but I think this does have some some impact on some of this Maura Healy has never come out and said I'm in support of Eric Lesser hmm. which you know may be surprising to some people may not be surprising to others but she never came out and said you know Eric Lesser's my dude you're talking about the attorney general and who's running who's running for governor and will probably yeah. become the governor yeah there's no competition really I mean she's got it right I mean yeah. it's going to be a done deal you know, I mean, every, every, everyone thought Martha Coakley was going to beat uh, right? you know, Scott Brown, too, mm -hmm. and that uh, that didn't work out so well. Uh, well, Driscoll, who uh, did beat Lesser, will run alongside Maura Healy, and uh, we'll see how that all works out in the future. In the Democratic primary for the Senate seat that Lesser vacated in the 1st Hampton and Hampshire district, the numbers are leaning heavily in favor of Jacob Oliveira. He actually declared the victory last night uh, after he says he won the race for Lesser's seat against challenger Sidney Levin Epstein. He entered a room full of friends and family last night, greeting him with open arms and congratulations. I actually have seen him out uh, quite a bit. Yeah. He's been... I haven't seen Sidney Levin Epstein anywhere, except on TV. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, Jake Oliveira was uh, was out in the public. The polls favoring him by about 65% when they closed last night. Probably official at this point. We'll hear from him and now hear this a little bit later on. He's a Ludlow native, and he said he hopes to focus on infrastructure and the issue of mental health 
in Western Mass. In the state representative race for the 8th Hampton District, which is the seat that's open after Joe Wagner announced he was retiring after more than three decades in the House, the candidate Wagner endorsed, Shirley Ariaga, has declared victory, beating out Joel McAuliffe. Anyone? You guys? Uh, Shirley Ariaga, the winner, or Joel McAuliffe, the well, loser? Joel McAuliffe is, uh, was, been the, was the mayor's aide for the longest time over at Chicopee. Right. Um, and she's from Chicopee as well, the winner, Ariaga, advancing to the November ballot with no Republican challenger. She's also a veteran and serves as an educator at Chicopee High School. Well, there you go. There you go. She's uh, shaping up to be a fine politician. Um, going to my uh, polling place yesterday, as a it's a one-way street <laughs> in Huntington. It goes from oh, yeah. once, it's Main Street, the old Main Street. Mm-hmm. And it goes around the town hall, you know, from one side of Route 20 to back, horseshoes back to Route 20 on the other side. They right. say it's the old Main Street. Does that mean it's got a new street name, kind of like the exits off of the Mass Pike and elsewhere or not? Or is it still Main Street, old Main uh, Street? It's Main, Main Street, Street, and then there's uh, there's East Main Street, okay. which... Whatever. I, anyway, so uh, the point being that I get up to the, uh, the to pull into a parking space, a parallel parking along the run, and there's a guy in a BMW um, parked the wrong way. On a one-way street? Yeah, I have a picture of it. It's mm-hmm. it, it, you, And I have a clear picture of the one-way sign pointing the opposite direction. Away. Great. And obviously, it's the right side of the road, and he's facing the other way. Mm-hmm. And then I see him... When I was coming out, and I said, "Hey, you know, uh, because maybe he just didn't see it," and I'm like, "You know, you're 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 on the wrong way, one way." He goes, "Yeah, I know," and I go, "Okay, well, don't go that way because you might hit a car coming around the corner. Like you can't see around this corner. Right? You're you're much better off going the one way that it's intended to go. So why is he?" Parked the wrong way in a one way. I don't know, but then it almost made it sound like he knew about it when he did it, and I'm like, well, why didn't you fix the car then? Why didn't you turn the car around? At least, if you made a mistake, <laughs> make it look like you didn't, like you knew about it and you and you fixed it. Yeah. But apparently, driving a BMW makes you out to be the biggest douchebag. And I said, <laughs> when I walked into the uh, the polling place, uh, they said, uh, "Who are you voting for?" And I said. Whoever can uh, hang that guy outside that parked the wrong way with the BMW. Well, I can understand his confusion there in Huntington because you said the Republicans are in blue and the Democrats are in red. That's all so across the state, though. Yeah. That's not just in one town. So, but uh, but I, I I don't know how you not know that you're going the wrong way down the one-way street. Especially if you're parked right next to the Listen, sign that tells you that. If all the cars are facing one way... And and there's only spaces on one side of the road, which is not the right side of the road. Mm-hmm. Then why would you park that way? convenience? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. It came down to laziness, yep. is what it is. Like you can't. What you couldn't drive around the building and park in a different space. Steve, aren't you aware? And I would think at your age you would be aware of this. If you're driving a luxury vehicle, yeah, the roads are yours. That's the, that's my point. My point was, oh, you, oh. I'm. Uh, my but I'm being status serious. Symbol. I mean, you, you, it's more than status. You own the road. I mean, that's that's just that's the law fact. that comes with it. That's right? why I don't uh, drive a luxury vehicle. Yeah, don't know anybody around here who drives a BMW that I would consider uh, being somewhat douchey. Mm. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You want to name names or no, not? Nope. 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 In other voting news, incumbent state rep Bud Williams' path 
to re-election, clear, after he bested challenger Janae McDonald in the Democratic primary election. As of now, Williams facing no Republican challenger in the November 8th election. The champion of public service was first elected as the rep for the 11th Hampton District back in 2016, re-elected in 2018 and 2020, and moving forward again. You know, Dave, I can't believe that you're crossing over the biggest story this morning uh, that you should have had, uh, right, as it, your top headline. Is, the, is this one of the, the, the voting results here or not? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, okay. All There's right. free parking in a shuttle during the Franklin County <laughs> Fair? Are you kidding me? Woo-wee! Sure would have to hate to pay for something like that. Now, now, is this brand new or not? Oh, no, no. This has been up there for... Uh, no, no. I, I mean, is this a brand new thing this year? I have no idea. I've only <laughs> been to that fair once. All right. <laughs> Long time ago. Yeah, can't even remember whether he uh, paid for parking or not. But right? there'll be free parking and shuttle buses will be available on Saturday and Sunday for the uh, Franklin County Fair up in Greenfield. All right. I bet you that's going to be one humdinger of a fare. Well, now, if you're going up there in a in a BMW, be careful which direction you're pointing yeah, your car at. I know. You should always park the same way. And I'm looking for stuff to do with my girlfriend. We'll be back up in... in then the so, Franklin so. County Fair is the place you should be. The Demo Derby. You got to go to one of those. <laughs> yeah, you, you did mention that from yeah. a previous fair, right? But, but there's also a conflict because there's the Brimfield Flea Market this weekend. So which do I choose? I mean, I was oh, going to ask Dave, you guys. You know what? You're never going to get anywhere near the Brimfield Antique yeah, Show. What, really? do you, what do you want to yeah. do? You want to drive all the way out to Brimfield to see a bunch of junk on the side of the road? Yes. Or do you want to go to the Franklin County Fair? I'm j- that's, that's why I'm I asking you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, they got everything there. They've got uh, the Demo Derby. They probably got uh, food. They got those uh, corn dogs on a stick. They got them probably uh, probably got a, like a thing where you can like throw softballs at a milk jug. Oh, I was, I was good at that back when I was 12. And if you knock down all three, you get, they get like a Bon Jovi mirror for your bar. Ooh. I love those Bon Jovi Yeah, mirrors. right, huh? Yeah. I don't have a bar, but I'd take the mirror and put it elsewhere. I had a Jack Daniels one. Mm-hmm. Yes, I right. can't believe the, the Carney guy would give like a 12-year-old that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you think about it now. Like, yeah, we all had those. I mean, any kid that went to a carnival and they had those uh, those cool things up in the. You would give the, an alcohol thing to a kid. Listen, sure. It, when you spin like the Rock One and Two prize wheel or the, uh, the formerly the uh, the Rock One and Two uh, Arnold's meets wheel of yeah. meat, uh, and the only thing on the table for you to win are like Bud Light koozies. Yeah, we're not supposed to give those out to children. And I, even though I know kids love right. love their beer and they love it cold, we can't give those to you. I know. We have to give them a, a child prize. Well, it, most schools have a rule that you can't wear anything that has any kind of logo from a beer company or an alcohol company. Sure. Sure. I know there's a new concern, too, that uh, TikTok and other uh, social media are ruining kids' lives by promoting things like monster energy drinks mm-hmm. and probably the type of mirrors that you're talking about as well. Uh, apparently, guys, Springfield and Northampton have relocated to central Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, this according to CNN's list of the 22 most underrated destinations across the United States. Springfield and Northampton are on that list, but they classify, according to CNN, as central mass cities. That's because CNN doesn't know any better. Mm. It's also why the people in Boston wouldn't know any better. Well, this may explain why we get short-shrifted when it comes to, you know, p- political things here in All Western the time. Yep. All the time. So CNN reporting that the two cities, Springfield and Northampton, have a lot to offer tourists and typically, quote, fly beneath the travel radar. 
but they're saying that they're located in Central Mass. They do say that Western Mass boasts the Berkshires, while the state's eastern end is anchored by Boston and Cape Cod. And they say, what's in the middle? Plenty! Springfield and Northampton, right there in Central Massachusetts. Oh, my gosh. It's a little off. It's way off. Oh, what are you talking about? We're uh, we're only a stone's throw away from Worcester and Fitchburg. You know, I got to tell you, the rest of the country has no idea that we even exist. Mm-hmm. You know, when I went away to college and I and, and people say, where are you from? Oh, Massachusetts. Oh, Boston? Right. No. Uh, Cape Cod? No. Well, where are you from? I'm from a little town called Rehoboth. What the hell is that? And then I had to explain <laughs> that if you took your arm and, and cranked it and said, okay, so this is the Cape, right? Yeah. Uh, so that means that my left, and I'm holding up my right arm here, so, just, so that means my left nipple is Rehoboth. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's the nipple, it's the left nipple of Massachusetts. Thank God I didn't live, I didn't grow up in, in, in the Springfield area, because I don't know how you'd even describe that to someone who has no idea what the hell they're talking about. And your sack in, uh, is Holyoke. <laughs> if you look at, if you lay yeah. down sideways. Well, I mean, I'd have to, yeah, I'd have yeah. to lay down sideways. Yeah. Although Holyoke is technically shaped. It is shaped like a penis and it testicle. Is, it is, oh, absolutely. I'll have to take a look at that later. Uh, as for the right nipple, if Rehoboth is a left nipple, what would be the right nipple then? I'm just looking for a little balance here. And well, ge- I right, like geography, so. Well, the right nipple would, would you know clearly be Taunton. Okay. Mm. Passed by that on my <laughs> way to and from the Cape this past weekend. Where do you check out Yarmouth? <laughs> <laughs> you want to stay at the Camelot Inn. Oh, yeah. I love Yarmouth. That, Yarmouth. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, and Rehoboth, by the way, should be using that as their slogan. No, no. <laughs> we, we, we are like a, the only slogan we've ever come up with is we're a farm-friendly st- you know, town or some garbage like that. Massachusetts left nipple is better, in my opinion. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think it, it says everything you need to know. Sure. 644 with back Steve and Dave. A mass hat coming up on Rock 102. The Big Bunk and Smoke Return. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651 and the Foo Fighters with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Mostly cloudy today with a high of 73. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 78. It's 61 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, real quick, uh, there's going to be a lot going on in today's show. Not only Stephen Wright, but also uh, Travis Best and Ray Berry. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, that means you're going to want to listen to the podcast if you can't get around to listening to those things live. It's available on Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, rock journalist Martin Popoff, the author of more than 115 different books, including the latest one that he just released, uh, actually comes out tomorrow, called Bowie at 75. If you're a Bowie fan, this is, I swear to you, the most beautiful graphic biography you were ever going to see on any artist, never mind just David Bowie. It's it's sensational. So check that out also on uh, on rock102.com. And I got a couple real good interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. But I'll let you know more about that later on. 652. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Today's award goes to the douche who parked the wrong way on the street in Huntington, Steve, (laughs) and his BMW. How about that? All right. There you go. But we don't know his name. We don't know who he is. We need somebody to identify the guy. Uh, Douche in a BMW. uh, Sir Douche-a-lot. Yeah, Sir Douche-a-lot. All right. Or maybe Kyle. I, l- I learned this, by the way. Did you know that Kyle is like this this meme going around now? I, I didn't know. Do you know? 
No, I yes, actually no? hadn't heard that. What, what's so, a meme going around about what? So I, I posted the picture of my stepdad yesterday as a follow-up to the hole in the wall that was created at the Verbo on Cape Cod when he tripped during the night and went headfirst into the wall. And then I posted a picture of his bloody cut-up face. Which I can't believe that nobody called the ambulance for that guy. Even, I know. even the following morning. I know. But they're going today in Florida. And by the way, they traveled. They took the plane home. They're okay. Yeah. He's All the fine. safe things you're supposed to do after right. getting injured. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Especially, especially three or four days right. after it happened. Right. Well, I guess you get to be a certain age, early 80s, and, they're, and, they're, and you're like, eh, I'm fine. I'll sleep it off. Dude, you, Typical you, guy thing, right? Dude, you knock your coconut around uh, yep. long enough. Yep. Uh, didn't, and, and doesn't even have to be that hard. Yep. You gotta go. You gotta go see a doctor if you're, yeah. you're, you're you know bashing your head against the wall what, with that kind of damage. Why didn't you take him to a doctor? Because I we didn't know until we woke up. Yeah, but why didn't you? Why didn't you say, hey, we need to go to like we, uh, we an ER like right now? We did, and he he I mean, he he overruled. He yeah, refused. But he's eighty something yes, years old. I know. Three three other adults and no one mm-hmm. uh, no one stepped up. No, nope. said nope. come on, we old tried. Man. Come on, old man, get we, in the car. We tried. Whoo boy. And so, by the way, for everyone who's asked about him, he's fine. Thank like you the, very much. He's like the Chappaquiddick of VRBO. It took three and a half days before someone called a medical professional. So anyway, back to Were the- you staying at the Edgartown Inn? That's what I want to know. Uh, no, we didn't make it over to Martha's Vineyard. Isn't that where Chappaquiddick is? Is it Martha's Vineyard? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's like you never Hey, why? If Dave walked in, he was huffing and puffing. He was wet, and then all of a sudden he was dry again. I don't know what happened to him. And I was drunk too. Yeah, not as drunk as my stepfather. Ah, see, that's a part of the story you yeah. didn't mention. See, yeah, you left yeah. that part out. Yeah, how convenient. Was, was everybody in the house drinking? A little bit. Yeah, or a so lot, or a lot of bit, or a lot of bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, back to the Kyle thing. So before I disclosed how the hole occurred, people were guessing. Remember? On the Facebook page of Rock 102, tons of guesses coming in as to what it was. A lot of them said, oh, it looks like Kyle had one too many energy drinks. And I didn't know what that was. And obviously you guys don't either. I had to look it up. In the Urban Dictionary, I guess a Kyle mm-hmm. is somebody who tends to have too many monster energy drinks and then does stupid stuff like punching holes in walls. I, I don't know. So like, sort of like a Karen, was that, know, but was a, that, a was Kyle. Was that what he was drinking? Monster Energy drinks and vodka? Uh, no. Wine. Just plain old vino. A little too much. Way too much. Yeah. He's <laughs> getting one of them, those Palmasan handles of, uh, of, uh, of wine with no cups. Yes. Just, you know, drinking it out of like a beer funnel. The glass handle you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, right. At the top on the neck? Yeah. I think everybody, every other adult in that house is the mass hat for not calling an ambulance. (laughs) (laughs) And you're all from Massachusetts. There you go. There you go. It fits, doesn't it? (laughs) It's coming up on 657 with back Steve and Dave. The 102 Second Sports is next. And then Stephen Wright, the comedian, on the phone with us next hour on Rock 102. New England. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Bugs and Patriots owner Robert Kraft built Gillette Stadium in 2002 with $325 million of his own money. I thought, well, 
I'm glad that nobody asked me to chip in a few bucks. Granted, the place was pretty nice when they built it. It was certainly nicer than that cramped, lifeless crap hole they played in for years. But now it's 20 years old, and I'm pretty sure at some point somebody is going to say, Hey, you know what? I don't think the Patriots can survive another moment unless we get another stadium. And when that happens, I sure hope that none of us have to pay for that one either. Because stadiums don't exactly come cheap, and they don't always guarantee automatic success. Yesterday, for example, the Chicago Bears presented plans to build a new stadium to replace the 98-year-old Soldier Soldier Field, which has been the home of the Bears since 1971. In this new plan, the Bears are proposing to build on a 325-acre lot that they purchased last year at the Arlington Heights Racetrack from Churchill Downs for the price of $194 million. And that's just the land that this thing is going to sit on. The new Dome Stadium is expected to cost an estimated $2 billion. Now, the Bears claim that a new stadium would create 48,000 jobs and over $9.4 billion in economic impact for the Chicago area. It not only includes a bright, shiny new place to play football, the space also includes a fitness club, restaurants, office space, and a park. And you'll never guess who the Chicago Bears are going to get to pay for it all. It certainly ain't some rich gazillionaire like Robert Kraft. No, sir. This thing will be paid for in part by the citizens of Illinois. This is like saying, listen, I know that we've provided a painfully substandard product like not having won a postseason game in 12 years, but this $2 billion project would be so nice if only you struggling citizens could find a way to sacrifice for us. We would be eternally grateful. Of course, not grateful enough to put a competitive football team on the field, but grateful enough to put an easily accessible Applebee's on the first floor. How does that grab you? Folks, if I were living in Illinois, I'd say no thank you. However, I will consider writing Robert Kraft a thank you note for trying not to give us the same load of garbage 20 years ago because we had other things to waste our money on, and thank God we did. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Put your PJs on. It's almost time for bed. That's what you say to your lawn this time of year before you tuck in and go to sleep. Go to Rocky's Ace Hardware for Scott's Winter Guard, the fall lawn food that's on sale all month long at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven. And you too. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock 102. And you too. Yeah, yeah, and you as well. And you as well. And there you have it. Uh, it's going to be cloudy with a high of 73 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 78. It's 61 in downtown Springfield. I don't want to say who we got on the phone uh, with us right now because uh, he's going to be at the Academy of Music and Dave is going to announce who it is uh, on <laughs> September 16th. Uh, some great comedy coming up to the Academy of Music uh, in the next couple of weeks like Bob Marley and Lewis Black and this guy. Uh, and... Uh, and Dave, who's on the phone? On the phone now with comedian Stephen Wright. Hello, Stephen. Yes. Back, Stephen. Dave in Springfield. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, I'm good. How are you doing? Are you Are you on a commute? I just uh, I was just doing something very illegal, so I pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you know, th- uh, three degrees of separation here. We know a guy you know. His name is Mark Scortino. Oh yeah, he, that guy. He's so talented. He's 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 amazing. That guy. He's he can play so many instruments. He got a new album out. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. we yeah. did. We did. And he actually he did. He shot a video with you up at the Academy of Music, uh, where you're actually going to be. And uh, that was probably like five or six years ago, I believe. It was it was one of these. Like, he was doing these Western Mass songs, 
And uh, we actually use one of those songs as our theme show uh, or a theme song for our show. Yeah, he's yeah. That was in. We were in some alley uh, doing. Yeah, it was. Uh, he that was funny. And he he not only is he musically very creative and talented, he is a funny funny guy. I mean, we hang out and we just die laughing. Now, do you, do you? Uh, I mean, obviously, you probably go to Block Island where he you know, owns his clubs and stuff like that. I mean, when you're hanging out with a guy, are you just sitting there and and watching him blaze up in front of you, or are you <laughs> are you just participating in whatever the hell he's doing? Oh, uh, I'm not doing that. But he's, he's so you know, we just talk. We go to dinner. I see him on Block Island. We meet at the beach, and it's always incredibly hilarious and insane that's just what happens yeah talking to him is, is a joy in my life well uh it's good to, it's good to have you back in northampton i know it's been a while since uh, since you've been up here but the academy of music uh has been booking some unbelievably great comedy shows i mean there's not just you but lewis black is going to be in town and bob marley's going to be in town i mean just great comedy and a really cool room to to perform in Yes, I performed there before, and it, and it is a, an excellent room. And, and those two comedians, Bob Marley and uh, Louis Black, they're very brilliant, hilarious guys. Really prolific and funny. No one can be funnier than them. Well, there's you, and I, I think you kind of hold your own with those two guys, too. Thank you. I'm just trying to get from A to B. <laughs> well, where's your A and where's I your B? I don't know what that means, but it's true. <laughs> How are you going with the uh, with the current comedy scene today? Everybody seems to be uh, offended by things and whatnot. You know, I obviously you can tend to do more cerebral humor, but um, how, how does that how does that feel like? You know, when you're doing shows with other comedians, do you see them get guff for you know something that might be skewed as offensive to somebody and be canceled? I think that thing is so out of control. The pendulum on that has gone insane. It's just ridiculous. Uh, it's taking away the character of life. All that stuff. You know, there's one person gets upset, and then they put it online, and then it changes some giant thing. I Even my, I thought, well, it's not going to affect me. But in the last three years, some of the jokes that I thought, how could this, pro-? They some of those jokes were upsetting people. So, so like this thing I have, uh, I have this thing where I'm talking about Indians. I'm talking, saying the word Indian, so then I can say, oh, you're not supposed to say Indian. And then I say, uh, I wonder if in Cleveland uh, little boys are playing cowboys and guardians. <laughs> <laughs> and, and somebody saw that as offensive. Yeah. But, but it's, no, no, no. That's not. They're not offended by that. That <laughs> that's that's my comment on how insane. It right. Is. Oh, I get. You. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because Guardians yeah, yeah, is the yeah. new baseball team. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is uh, Stephen Wright on the phone. Yeah, it, it, yeah. To me, it's it, it's the whole thing is ridiculous. You know, Stand up, like so many other things, is is an art form, and it, and it takes a certain amount of intelligence and creativity to to tell a joke or or. Or write a joke. It'd be like you know going to like a like a Miles Davis concert and, and arguing whether or not he should be playing a, a a trumpet because it's triggering you. It's like you know there's a, if if you don't like it, you don't go. It's as simple as that. Yeah, if you don't you don't like it, you don't go. That's a great analogy, Miles Davis. Like someone complaining because they didn't like certain notes that he hit. 
<laughs> exactly. That's an amazing analogy that you just created. Well, you can take. That, you know, it's like if, it, like you say, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't like it, don't go. That's if you it. don't want to watch it, change the channel. I'll tell you what, Stephen. You can use that analogy in any other uh, any other interview you do this week. How about that? Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> say. You know what is what is I'm gonna what's your name again? Uh, I'm Bax. Bax. I'm gonna say. Yeah, you know that I. Was talking to a guy in backs and this and it's amazing. I mean that that doesn't that nail it. Well, I think it. I think it does. I mean, to me, it is is it is one of the last great pure art forms. It's one of the reasons why you do it. It's like and you know who would be what mindset thinks that anyone should have the ability to to interrupt a joke. It's a joke. It's meant to elicit. Laughter, and you know, if you're going to be offended by it, then then obviously comedy's just not for you. Yes, exactly. That's it. People uh, are too. People are too. I, I hope the pendulum goes back not only to the middle, to the other way. I hope it goes back to Archie. Everyone's Archie Bunker. Right? A spaceship comes down <laughs> and changes everyone's brain back to Archie Bunker. Hey, on your Wikipedia page, you're seen wearing a Boston Red Sox hat. I guess that's from years ago. I know you're a Sox fanatic, but even if the fact that they're in last place, are you still a diehard Sox fan? Yes, I still watch some of the games. I keep up what happened, whether they won or lost. You know, I don't. I like the game. I like seeing Fenway Park on the television. I like watching the changes they're doing okay they're not winning okay but i'm still find the thing interesting and enjoyable steven wright is going to be at the academy music in northampton on september 16th steven it's always great to talk to you best of luck with the show and uh, hope we get a chance to talk to you soon with or without scartino involved thank you very much all right and and by the way one quick quiz Uh, what was his name again that you're going to mention back now we're talking. Stephen Wright, thanks for joining okay. us. Back, right, Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Well, we've secured a new location for the Mayflower Marathon Food Drive, and it's still going to be the three days before Thanksgiving, just in a new spot. Ooh, let me guess where. Gus and Paul's. No. Steiger's. No. The Viking. Stephen Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Jay Smeagol Roofing. Visit jsmeagleroofing.com. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Got some results from the primaries from last night. Polls closing around 8 p.m. in most of Massachusetts as voters finalize their picks for a number of high-profile races across the state. For instance, in a closely followed lieutenant governor's race, Democratic Party voters chose the mayor of Salem, Kim Driscoll, as their nominee over State Senator Eric Lesser and State Rep. Tammy Govea. Driscoll, the winner, will run alongside Attorney General Maura Healey, who is seeking the governor's office and probably is going to get it. Don't worry, Eric. It's all going to work out fine. You're going to get back on your, you're going to get back on your, uh, on your own two feet. Everything is going to work out just perfectly. <coughs> we'll hear from him and now hear this, his concession speech late last night. Uh, now, <coughs> the seat, <coughs> excuse me, that he vacated. The Senate seat in the 1st Hampton and Hampshire district, the numbers are leaning heavily in favor of Jacob Oliveira. Not officially official, but he did declare, <coughs> excuse me, declare victory last night. You okay over there? You need to have a little uh, little drink or something? Well, I'm, I'm proud for Mr. Oliveira here. I'm no, a little no, bit no, choked no, I'm, up. I'm, I'm wondering if you're doing like bong hits or something. Not in a long time. Maybe a joint well, yeah, over you, the holiday. Maybe, I mean, it, I'm just saying. I mean, you stepped out of the room for a little bit. For all I know, you could have been, uh, you know... 
on the devil's lettuce. You could be having the uh, the chiba chiba. The uh, the you better big reefer zombie. We were discussing a former morning show host that worked here and elsewhere with me in Syracuse who yeah. had that habit. Yes, he he did. I did not pick up that habit from him. Who'd you pick it up from then? Not to, can't say it. Can't say it. This this person's still here in in this building. Whatever you say, there, Cheech. Okay. So anyway, Jake Oliveira announcing he'd won that race last night for Lesser's seat that had been vacated. He beat challenger Sidney Levin Epstein. It's a le- it's lesser seat, but not a lesser seat. Think about that, Oliveira. Or did I, or did I just blow your minds? Oliveira Newton John beat Sidney Evan Lepson, <laughs> whatever her name is. That. Mm-hmm. And he did declare victory last night. The poll's running at about 65% in favor of him. He's a Ludlow native, and he said he hopes to focus on infrastructure, which I hope would be like cleaning up the potholes and things like that. He was at that uh, Cigar for Soldiers event that I was at. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he's playing some cornhole. Yeah, he's a decent guy. Yeah. yeah seems like a, I, I, I don't really Listen, know him. We've said this many times. They're all decent people. Like until one on win. one, yeah. Until you know, then they open their mouths and start voting and mm-hmm. and and saying things like that. That's when it becomes ridiculous. What you're saying, just don't promise anything. Well, together, uh, yeah, as a group, you know, these politicians. Ugh, ugh, <laughs> bye, see ya. You know, uh, you you knew them in high school. You knew exactly the kind of personality type that would be sure. that would want to be a politician. Yeah. Yep. You know, in high school, like, yep. the, you know, like the kind of kid that wore a tie. Mm-hmm. You know, the kind of kid yeah. that uh, wore a, su- a suit almost every day. Yeah, in, yeah. in, in yeah. high in a high school, kind of like yeah. Michael J. Fox in that sitcom. Yeah, I knew I knew like kids in college that did the same kind of thing. Me too. They're like, oh, I'm gonna wear a suit. Meanwhile, I'm wearing a like a. Like a T-shirt with meatball stains on yeah, it and yeah. jam shorts and shoes without socks because I couldn't afford them. And look at you now going into the Broadcasters Hall of Fame. In yeah, your but that, that and a dollar get you on a bus. I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about getting enough votes mm-hmm. to actually mean something. Kids like me, we didn't go into politics. The kids wearing suits, uh, you know, and and their uh, and their general ed classes. Those are the ones that mm-hmm. want up going into politics. Mm-hmm. Well. Success is relative, I suppose. I guess. And we will hear from Jake Oliveira in Now Hear This as well. We'll also hear from Shirley Ariaga coming up in a few minutes. In the state representative race for the 8th Hampton District, she was the winner, beating out Joel McAuliffe. With her victory, she advances to the November ballot with no Republican challenger. She's a veteran and a lifelong Chicopee resident and also serves as an educator at Chicopee High School. So congrats to her. There you go. Also, congrats to incumbent state rep Bud L. Williams. His path to re-election clear after beating challenger Janae McDonald in the Democratic primary election. Williams facing also no Republican challenger in the November 8th election. What's up with this? How come there are no challengers on the opposite side of the aisle for these jobs? Uh, You're in Massachusetts. (laughs) (laughs) So there's, what, no chance? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, Williams, of course, the champion of public service, first elected as the rep for the 11th Hampton District in 2016, reelected every two years after that, 2018 and 2020. And the very same guy that told uh, everybody at the Jewish Community Center at the Lighting of the Menorah that Jesus is the reason for the season. So nicely done there, bud. Isn't he? Yes, he is. Depends, I suppose. Pittsfield police have made an arrest after a road rage incident took place last week. I believe it's Pissfield. Is it? Okay. No, it's actually pronounced Pittsfield. Have you ever been there? Yeah, I have. And I understand your argument. 
Uh, maybe this incident of road rage involved the same guy who parked the wrong way on the one-way street in Huntington with his BMW, Steve. I don't know. In any case, 36-year-old Edward Martin arrested in connection with the incident. He apparently fired a round from a handgun right out of his car. Is that wrong? Is that not allowed in Pittsfield? I thought everything like that was allowed in Pittsfield. 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 Policing, no injuries reported as the result of the cars and the guns and no damage to the victim's vehicle either. I'm pretty sure. Now, I don't know the law uh, well enough to say this for sure, mm-hmm. whether it's Pittsfield or Springfield or any other town uh, that ends in the name Field. Right. I'm pretty sure you're not to be shooting guns out of your car. Hmm. Okay. We got my, 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 my fact check that just I mean, to be sure. Uh, yeah, someone really should fact check that for yeah. me. I believe that is illegal. But, uh, you know, I can't be completely uh, convinced of it unless I have some sort of documentation somewhere. All right. Well, as long as we're doing Pittsfield and Springfield. How about Westfield? Close enough. The you, West- can, you, you can't shoot guns out of your window there either. I don't believe so. But the Westfield Redevelopment Authority reviewing its current plan to turn the vacant urban renewal plan property on Elm Street into a park because they found out the estimated cost would be nine hundred and fifty grand. That was nearly double the $500,000 estimate that they first looked into. Will this, uh, will they be putting you, I mean, you probably know this better than I do, Steve. Will they be putting a brand new gazebo in that park? No, no. Really? Like a $300,000 gazebo? They don't have the money for that. They don't even have the money for this. What about a clock that functions properly? Didn't we cover that as well? Well, the recently? clock functions properly. It's just the uh, the Roman numeral mm-hmm. four is four eyes, mm-hmm. and then uh, when it should be IV, but then... There's some technicality among the, the Roman numerals. Like we're we're, we're going with uh, <clears throat> we're going with like Fred the Greek's uh, right. version of mm-hmm. the Roman numerals. Oh, yeah, I came up with a better system. You just four eyes instead of IV. That doesn't well, make call, sense. Who are you calling four eyes? Ah. I'll put you in the hospital. You'll need an IV. Yeah. So back to the plans to turn the Elm Street area into a park. Initially. They had sought developers to build a multi-story building with a mix of residential and commercial units, but Westfield Mayor Michael McCabe since has been pushing for that lot to be turned into a public green space, similar to the Park Square Green. It would include an amphitheater and a seasonal ice rink. No word about whether there'd be a gazebo or not. There better goddamn well be a gazebo. You can't have a park in in Westfield without a gazebo, especially an overpriced one. I'm trying to picture where this is. Does it have an address on Elm Street, or Uh, it just says Elm Street? It doesn't. It says uh, it's the Urban Renewal Plan property on Elm Street. I I think it's that big lot that they knocked a bunch of buildings down, and they (sighs) made the bus station there. Oh, okay, yeah. If you want to. It's a bus stop. Yeah, it's a glorified bus stop. Yeah. But it's still a bus stop. There's enough room for an amphitheater over there? Uh, apparently there is. I don't know, man. That's I don't know. Maybe I got that wrong. Actually, that would be a cool idea to have a little park right in the middle of downtown, uh, more so away from that green area. And you have more, you know, you can block off the streets for those taste of Westfields that they do or the sure. block parties mm-hmm. and all that stuff. You block that off, you got a nice little park right there. But with no gazebo, <laughs> I can tell you, I'll probably go to Stanley Park instead. Mm-hmm. You and the gazebo. You're fixed. You're fixated on that. It's they, Westfield. They, and need they, the, want, they, but, they, they love their gazebos. And they wound up building that with the tech students uh, for a fraction of the cost. Smart idea. 
You're telling me that you can get a bunch of vocational kids to do that again a second time? It's another round of kids. Call that slave labor. Well, yes, but at, at least they're getting it done. Yeah. From Westfield and Pittsfield to Springfield, one of the most depressed cities in the country. According to new research. Now, when you say depressed, mm-hmm. are you saying uh, that we are either uh, economically nope. uh, not doing well or depressed as in like we're feeling bad for ourselves and kicking a dented can down the street? The latter. Emotionally depressed. According to some new data from something called CEU Fast, which apparently re- reviewed data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And here's where I have a problem with the methodology of this study they found cities with the highest numbers of residents who've been told they have a form of depression and as a result springfield wound up 15th on the list of most depressed cities well Well, doesn't everybody have a form of depression everybody at some point in their life goes through a level of depression yes but the percentage of the residents of springfield higher than almost anywhere else in the country you know it would be be very helpful Mm. um the water system. You not only have the fluoride in the water system, which I think, I don't know if you had to have that in Springfield or not, but how about if we put, say, like uh, Zoloft in the water? Mm-hmm. Prozac, Prozac in the yeah. water. How yeah. about that? Yeah. A little oxy? Well, that's, uh, you know, nah, they, they, nah, you're not really that. using that for depression. <laughs> you're using that for, you know, physical pain. But, yeah. you know, a little, uh, a little, you know, low dose, little microdose of mm-hmm. Zoloft, that'll, that'll turn people right around. Okay? Absolutely. Do you think you're depressed now? Wait till you see how good you feel, say, in like uh, three or four weeks. I think you need to run for office on that platform. Again, uh, I, if uh, if nominated, I, uh, I will not run. Mm-hmm. And if elected, I will not serve. So again, Springfield, the 15th most depressed city in the country, emotionally, according to this study. Some of the other cities on the list? East Longmeadow. No, none here in this area. Fayetteville, Arkansas. Huntington. Ogden, Utah. Lafayette, Louisiana, Madison, Wisconsin? Really? Oh, yeah. That's supposed to be a great place, isn't it? Is it? A, it is a great place, but a lot of depressed people are out there. Thorndike. Mm. <laughs> I believe that. None of them on the list. The top most depressed city in the country, Billings, Montana. Gilbert, can, you, can you blame Billings? Gil- Gilbertville. Mm. Maybe we need to do a local study along these lines. Of the most depressed places? Yeah. East Longmeadow's number one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it straight from Steve Nagel. 7.43, now hear this coming up next on Rock 102. The Rotarians of East Longmeadow welcome you to join them for Celebrate East Longmeadow 2022. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.48. And Led Zeppelin, we're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. Going to be cloudy today with a high of 72. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 78. It's 61 in downtown Springfield. The Big Bonk and Smoke is coming back to the Log Cabin Wednesday, October 5th, and tickets are on sale now. Come enjoy a fun night out, beautiful views, great food up the side of Mount Tom. Your admission includes a few cigars from the Cigar Room 2 in Agawam, an event T-shirt from GG Inc.'s Custom Printing, and the food. My God, all of that food. Details and tickets are available at rock102.com. It is my legal obligation to inform you that cigar smoking is not a safe alternative to cigarettes, which I think is a surprise to everybody. Mm. And you must be over 21 with a positive ID to enter, which could be a surprise to a lot of people. It's the Big Bonk and Smoke, October 5th at the Log Cabin, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, the Tommy Carr Auto Group, and Rock 102. Springfield's classic yeah, rock. Yeah, clear your lungs out. Uh, go for the chewing tobacco instead. 
we all could uh, probably do a do a pretty good job doing going for a dip. That's a much safer alternative. Mm. Absolutely. And no shooting guns out of your car if you park there. By the definitely way, definitely not. Can't do that either. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one from Western Mass News covering the concession speech from Senator Eric Lesser, who lost in his quest to win against Salem Mayor Kim Driscoll. And this is what Mr. Lesser said following defeat last night. And I personally am very excited to get to work for the Healy-Driscoll ticket for victory in November. We worked hard. We put everything out there. We put a vision out. I'm incredibly proud of our team and what we did. And we'll wake up tomorrow and we'll get back at it. These concession speeches are always kind of sad to me. No. I, that's just kind of the way these things go. And uh, he's he's got a lot of life left in him. It's yeah. not like he's done with anything. He's a very successful politician, and he'll find something else to do. Listen, he gonna... still hasn't finished his chores at his parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> did you get his allowance yeah. yet or not? Uh, no, I guess he gets an allowance. But you know, he's the kind of guy that I can see you know, working for, uh, you know, more let's assume more Healy wins I think that's a pretty good assumption but let's assume that she uh, she winds up winning I can see Eric Lesser being involved in that administration on some level I can totally see yeah. it I, this is not hardly the end no. of uh, Eric Lesser they, by they, by any means all these folks wind up getting jobs within the system somehow Absolutely. anyway so Absolutely. he'll be fine he's fine all right bigger things are on the horizon for that young man as for the seat that Lesser Left behind, that was taken by Jake Oliveira. Clip number two, also from Western Mass News, interviewing Mr. Oliveira after his declaration of victory last night. I'm going to work just as hard as Eric Lesser did to connect with voters, to connect with the communities, to fight for Western Massachusetts to ensure that we have regional equity. Regional equity, according to Jacob Oliveira. He sounds like Eric Lesser. It's like he wants to be Eric Lesser. He's got to... Lesser-esque qualities. Ooh. Yeah, he, it's like he had a, a lesserectomy. Hmm. He could have. And clip number three, another political clip from Western Mass News, interviewing Shirley Ariaga, who defeated Joel McAuliffe in the state rep race for the 8th Hampton District. And so she advances to the November ballot with no Republican challenger and a clear set of ideas on what to do in the future. We're going to learn and we're going to get to work. And that means obtaining and securing funds for education and resources here and helping our folks with the issues that truly matter. Shirley Ariaga, the lifelong Chicopee resident and an educator at Chicopee High School and a veteran as well. That just sounded like a... BS kind of answer. Yeah, that, that, that's uh, her <laughs> saying a lot about mostly nothing. Well, uh, what we're going to do is uh, tackle the issues. Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate the win. <laughs> well, it, it was a, a little kind of vague. You're right. Let me play one more time here at the end. And helping our folks with the issues that truly matter. Yeah, there you go. Those, there the, you go. Them, them things. Those things. The issues. Yeah. The issues. I'm going to stick with the issues. We're going to talk about issues, and I'm going to help you with those issues. Okay, but what about the issues. Well, the issues uh, that I am uh, mostly uh, interested in are the issues that uh, people are interested, in, especially as it relates to 
other issues. Well, what issues are most important to you? Well, the issues that are most important to me are the issues that every single voter that voted for me yesterday are concerned with. And those issues are their issues, and uh-huh. their issues are my issues. And together, we shall all enjoy these many issues. Sounds like you need to stop subscribing to those issues. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! What about the tissues? How about them? Well, I believe the tissues would be for the people that did not win. There you go. Clip number four. What is this? Check it out. Oh. <laughs> hello. Hello. So that's a cat saying hello. That's a cat. I, we I, we had a cat that used to do the same thing. Yeah. That, that cat saying hello, that video has racked up three million views. That's unbelievable. That's yeah. a lot of that. That's a lot of views for a cat. You know, he could uh, he could work at a bank. Because uh, they say that if you if you don't get a hello from the teller, you get a hundred dollars. Really? <laughs> no, that's really? not true. Yeah. Any huh. bank? Any bank that works? No, or? a particular bank okay. that uh, has uh, offers uh, money, and uh, the cat, uh, one time at his job, uh, just says hi. Well, that's not going to be good. Or enough. hey, he says hey. Hey, yeah, that's hi. not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we had a greeting. It started with an H. Uh, how about 20 bucks? <laughs> Deal. It's kind of like some of those fast food restaurants where you go to the drive-thru, and if they don't give you a receipt, I think it's free. Yeah. Well, um, Walgreens used to do that. Yeah. I don't know if they still do that. If they don't give you a receipt, yeah. you get five bucks. Nobody does anything like that anymore. Nah. They know they got us by the short and curlies. Of course they do. <laughs> and clip number five Yes, is a guy who's on a quest to date one woman from every state of the union. Oh, good for him. His name is Matthew Wernig, and here he is talking about his TikTok account. I need a date for one more state in season two of 50 Dates, 50 States. I've gone on 48 dates in 48 different states this season, and I only have two states left. There you go. What What are the remaining states? I think Washington is one of them, and he's planning a paintball date. With somebody in the state of Washington. See, when you when you when your first date is a paintball date, yeah, that's why you don't get a second date. You got to move to another state. Hey, look, look, this could be perfect for some woman out there. I don't know. You know, put on some nice camo. You know, uh, I'm going straight to Idaho. Why? <laughs> Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> don't know if he's already been there or not. But good luck to Matthew Wernig. Wow. His attempt to date a woman in every state of the union. And not one second date. What does that tell you, Matthew? What a waste of time. To get dating from state to state. It is kind of a waste of time. And what what has he learned? After two seasons? He's done two seasons? Uh, Yeah, I think that's what he said. Um, And by the way, there's a picture of him on a New York Post article, and he's wearing some sort of baseball cap and a hoodie. Uh, He looks all right otherwise. I don't know. He's 25, by the way. All right. Well, he's got. Uh, he'll be wearing this cap for the rest of his life. Yes. I love them girls down in uh, the deep uh, bogs of Mississippi. They they were easy to date. Yeah, they're calling him the cross country Casanova. By the way. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck with that. First time they had dated somebody outside of their own family. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, the 102-second sports on Rock 102. And then uh, later next hour, yeah. special guest. Travis right? Best and uh, Ray Berry from uh, White Line Brewing together. They're getting together for a big enshrinement block party for Saturday. So uh, that's coming up in just a few minutes on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game. Every play. Only on Rock 102.
Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102 with two, not one, but two uh, luminaries of Springfield uh, history. Travis Best is here, also Ray Barry from White Line Brewing. Guys, it's good to see you. Thank you. It's good a morning, pleasure, guys. pleasure, pleasure to be here. Always. Now, you guys, it's uh, it's an, it's enshrinement weekend, and you guys are doing a big, uh, a big to do. Tell us uh, what's going on. Yeah, so we're we're really really excited. There's a lot of activity and energy around the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame activities, and uh, we're happy to play a part. Um, Travis has been playing a part for many many years, and I'll let him speak to that. And uh, we're just fortunate enough to be the host venue for the second year in a row. That's awesome. And so, Travis, what brings you back uh, to? Well, no, you, you, you still live in the area, right? I'm in the area. Yeah, yeah that's I'm, okay. I'm, between, I'm back and forth between Longmeadow and Springfield every day, all day. So, you know, I, I came back though because you know the parents are getting up there, <laughs> and I'm the youngest of five children. So, and you're the only one who's responsible falls, to take care of your own on, parents. On me a little bit, and then my <laughs> sister who also moved back. So. Uh, but, you know, I love being back up here in the area. <clears throat> I was down in Atlanta for a long time. and You know, it's just nice to be back around friends, family, so it's yeah. been cool. You look like you could play now. Do you still play at all or not? Every once in a blue moon. I'm more tennis and golf now, I <laughs> yeah. tell everybody. But, yeah, I still get out there and, and try to keep the rhythm a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, do you ever, like, uh, you know, like go to, like a, like, a, like, a schoolyard somewhere, and there's all these young punks all over the place, and you say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know who I am, but and boom! All of a sudden, you start playing like a like a twenty three year old first round draft pick all over all over again. Yeah, that that's in the back of my mind. I'm just I'm eyeing that opportunity right yeah, now. Yeah, you, you could be hustling I, people I all over the city, surprise somebody. Travis, some I would do that junk all day long. <laughs> if I if I had a single skill in basketball, that's what I would do. There's a great uh, SNL skit about Peyton Manning. Schooling kids on the schoolyard about football and yelling yeah, at them. Like, they're like five-year-old <laughs> yeah, kids. Right. <laughs> but yeah, um, to, back to the party, man. I've been doing this for about 12, 13 years uh, through my foundation. The, the, the difference between this and, and uh, you know, years ago is, you know, we teamed up with, with White Line and Ray. Uh, we have a nice nucleus of, of people that are helping us put this together. Tony Petaway, uh, <clears throat> Andrea Polk, and... We teamed up with Marcus Camby and his team, uh, you know, his guy, his right-hand guy, Max. And we all, you know, put our heads together to really do something special for Springfield. You know, we feel like we want to shed a really good light <clears throat> uh, where Springfield is concerned. We, all of these people coming in, uh, you know, to celebrate the Hall of Fame and the enshrinement. So, you know, we, we just put our heads together to try to do something really special. He has a wonderful space downtown. So, you know, we're blocking off the street. We're going to do a block party. We're going to have a lot of fun, have some cornhole, some Adirondack chi- Adirondack Dak, Adirondack Dak. Yeah. Okay. You'll have Adirondack a, place, a place to sit down. <laughs> I, know, I didn't want to say dyke. Adirondack chairs. <laughs> dyke <laughs> chairs would be fun it's, too, yeah. man. I this know. is early for me, guys. I'm retired. No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, you know we're gonna have the tent set up, and uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So it's it's an indoor outdoor uh, block party, right, Ray? Indoor outdoor experience. We want to be able to have people take advantage of the optic actually in the brewery, see what transpires there, and then you know graciously by the way of the city of Springfield and all its various departments have the street have the block shut down, just to create that cool vibe for those that have been there. You know that we create an indoor outdoor environment by way of the garage doors, right? So just just adds to it. And last year. We were uh, gracious enough to have great weather, fortunate enough to have great weather, and hundreds and hundreds of people came. And I think that, you know, to to uh, to uh, Travis's point, with all of the collective efforts, 
um, by everyone, um, city down, mm-hmm. um, that I think that we're we're just we're bringing another experience to downtown Springfield. Now, uh, I, I assume, uh, Travis, that you will probably not be the only former basketball player showing up to this thing. Is that <laughs> no, uh, would that be fair to say? That would be fair to say. I would think so. Yes. Can you can you give us? Uh, and I'm not asking you to name names, but can you give uh, some of the names and what they rhyme with, so we make a guess <laughs> who may be coming along? Uh, Roy Tarpley. Oh yeah. Okay. Or Michigan no, Star. No, no. I see you. Say, you told me to somebody close to rhyme. Rhyme. I had to go Tarpley. Can you guys think of anyone? <laughs> well, I've, I've talked to some people, and you know, some some guys are are uh, you know connected to what the hall is doing. Yeah. So after the ceremony, they're going to try to make it over. But you know, they they start a little later than we're going to start. So if they're able to come over to be on the later tip of our party. So, you know, hopefully we can get some of the guys to come through. I, I can't really name names, but right. hopefully some guys can Well, you know, it, you know what is so funny, and this has happened at other uh, you know, other enjoyment weekends, at other places. I'm not going to name names of where uh, where those places are. Um, but there's always a buzz about who's going to show up where and when. Mm-hmm. And there were times where I think we did some events at, uh, at some place, and, and someone says, oh, Travis Best is going to come. Oh, and Travis Best, Best is going to bring this guy, and he's going to bring that guy. He's going to bring 50 people with him. And it's always it's it's always that kind of buzz. Mm-hmm. I'm thrilled uh, that White Lion is going gonna, is gonna to get this party because, you know, to me, that is awesome. Ray, I think I, I've said this before. You should be teaching a master's class in, in marketing. Unbelievable what you've done. Really, I mean, just really remarkable. No, we, we appreciate that from a team perspective. I mean, it's a collective effort. I mean, Travis played an important role, and I shared this with you and your team before to the uh, mass media in the partnership with Marcus Camby. Yeah. So, you know, it's partnerships, it's collaborations, it's a unified optic and lens, and we're all pro Springfield, we're all pro Western Mass, and we just want to bring positive experiences to the greater population and let them see the positive light that the city of Springfield can shed. I, I love the idea about closing down the street and having that whole area open there. And I'm not a big drinker, but I love the setup of, of how you got it in there. I am a big eater, though. <laughs> and those sticky ribs that you got? Plenty. I, yeah. Are you going to be uh, going to be doling yeah, those so out? We're, we're going to have Highbrow yeah. Kitchen, obviously our partner. He'll be there. The whole team will be cooking and chefing it up. And it, it's also kid-friendly. I mean, mm-hmm. this is an outdoor indoor uh, event. White Lion has always been family and, and, and children friendly, and this is no different. So, you know, we'll shut down the block. The block goes live at 5 o'clock, 5.30, and we'll go into the evening hours. But people can come and go as they see fit. They can eat. They can enjoy. They may see an NBA player. They may be see, see a WNBA player, and that's how it is. And we will have cigars being sold. Even better. Ooh, even, even better. better yeah. Even better. Now, there's, a, there's an outdoor VIP area, too? Yes. We, we set up a tent. Last year we had a tent that was basically from myself and Marcus's people, um, but we wanted to do a more high-end experience for those who would prefer to be in a tent, sitting at a table, um, you know, with a bar inside mm-hmm. and food being passed around and just, you know, a little bit more relaxed and have a place to be with their people. So, you know, we just kind of, uh, you know, thought about doing it a little bit bigger and better. And so I think that's what... You know, people who came last year will experience this year. And if uh, people want to get tickets for that, what uh, what can they do? What should, who, they, who should they talk to? Oh, you can talk to any one of us. Um, but if you're social media friendly, we're on Facebook, we're on Eventbrite, uh, and any one of our points of contact, whether it's uh, Tony Petaway, Travis Best, myself, 
and others. You can also come to the tap room and pick up tickets from now until uh, Saturday. So, yeah, we're pretty excited about that. And we have a number of great sponsors, too. I mean, from um, I Found Light Against All Odds to... Um, who wrote the list? <laughs> F, yeah, F, FR Investment Group, Sir Louis Cigars, uh, Unique, which you guys aren't familiar with, but they're kind of coming from Camby's side. Um, who who else are we, are we missing? Um, we, we got a couple others that are trying to come in late, but we can't really mention their name right now. But we have Dazed. What's it rhyme with? Uh, Tarpley. Yeah, he wasn't Tarpley. that Listen, he wasn't that good the first time uh, around. Yeah, glaze rhymes with <laughs> this early in the morning. <laughs> well, listen, it's going to it's going to be a great event. The second annual uh, White Lion Travis Best Marcus Camby Enshrinement Block Party. It's going to be an absolute blast. Guys, yeah. it's great to see you. Ray Berry from White Lion and Travis Best. Let me throw in uh Soiree Me. Yep. Bumpy's Natural uh Organic Foods and I think that's it there for life go. for life and white lion. Great to see you. Thank you guys. Best Appreciate of luck you. this weekend. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. GG Inks screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the Rock 102 and cruel cruel musical choice two days in a row in this time slot backs. Uh cruel how? Well, to the students going back to school. I mean, you had uh, Alice Cooper Yesterday, and here you shove this in their face. Today. Well, uh, maybe tomorrow, school from Super Tramp. <laughs> okay. It's or uh, it, some other song. Uh, the t- uh, Teacher from uh, Jethro Tull. Yeah. There you go. Now you're talking. Hey, uh, if you missed any part of today's show, like you missed our interview with Travis Scott. Uh, Travis Scott. Listen to me. <laughs> Travis Best and Ray Berry or uh, Stephen Wright from earlier this morning. Check out the daily podcast we posted later on this morning on rock102.com, along with Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. And uh, also uh, check out my Backstage Musical podcast this week with uh, Canadian rock journalist Martin Popoff. A guy's written about 115 books uh, about uh, rock music, 25 of them just about metal alone. He's got a brand new one called Bowie at 75. It is freaking gorgeous. And uh, I have my, my own copy of it. It's fantastic. And uh, you can check out that interview right now at rock102.com. Hey, it was great to see Travis Best. I'd never met the uh, superstar basketball player before, and uh, he looks great, by the way. I was telling him that off the air, that uh, look, he could still play. And he was saying, ah, not so much basketball, but but tennis. Plays tennis. Yeah, it's a, I'm I'd like a, to take him on in a game there. I should have thrown it out there. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure he crush you. I know, but I don't. You know, I, I like to play. I mean, he's still a, he's still a young guy. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, wait a minute, he's the. Uh, he, is he 50? I think he's 50 this year. Okay. Did he play with Mark Price on Georgia Tech? Is that the same era or not? You know, I'm try- you're going to find this hard to imagine. Yeah. I am not all that boned up on Georgia Tech uh, basketball. Yellow Jacket. I know he played for, uh, you know, Central High School. Yeah. I know he played uh, you know, around the NBA for a few years and, uh, you know, in, uh, in Europe. But I don't remember who else he played with at Georgia Tech. It's nice meeting both he and Ray. Yeah, no, well, Ray's Ray's awesome, and 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 Travis, you know, you know, it's like I've seen him around at other events. Mm-hmm. I haven't really had a a, a a lot of chances to spend a good deal of time talking with him. Mm-hmm. But he's a very cool guy, and uh, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. on Saturday night during uh, Enshrinement Weekend, we got news that's coming up next on Rock One Hundred Two.
Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Well, a mainly cloudy skies this morning with some patchy fog. Temperatures near 60. We'll hang on to clouds this afternoon as well, but a much drier day and a little sun will try to work in. High temperatures in the lower 70s will continue with the clearing process overnight tonight. Temperatures will fall into the upper 50s. And for tomorrow, a blend of sunshine and clouds, a pleasant day. Highs in the upper 70s. Friday looks beautiful. Lots of sunshine. It'll be warm and dry with high temperatures right around 80 degrees. And right now, the weekend will feature lots of sunshine with that summertime feel. It'll be on the warmer side with highs in the lower 80s. With your Western Mass News First Alert forecast, I'm meteorologist Dan Brown. Hey, you machinists out there. Got a job for you. In fact, it's the job of the week at a place called Associated Electromechanics. And by the way, headquartered right here in Springfield, Mass, and they do business all over New England and outside New England. Associated Electromechanics, the one-stop industrial sales and service center, 24 hours a day. They repair everything from electric motors to power plants. And again, their job of the week is for a machinist. If you're apparently good at lathe work, milling machines, grinding, using other types of measuring tools, you could apply for the job of the week. If you're a machinist, visit aemservices.com for more details. Hey, Becky, what about this beat for your next song? Mm, it's cool, but I'm into faster stuff lately, like Xfinity that gives me beyond gig speeds. Got it. What about this then? Mm. It sounds powerful, just like Xfinity. Because its supersonic Wi-Fi has three times the bandwidth, you can connect hundreds of devices at once. (laughs) That's what I call power. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity. Made to do anything so you can do anything. Learn about the next generation Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Or get started with a special offer on 300 megabits per second internet. Do more of what you love online with unlimited data included. It's all just $29.99 a month with a two-year rate guarantee and one-year contract. Visit your local Xfinity store to learn more. Go to Xfinity.com or call 1-800-XFINITY. Requires paperless billing and auto pay. Ends 9-8-22. Restrictions apply. New Performance Pro Internet customers only. Equipment, taxes and fees extra and subject to change. After 24 months, regular rates apply. Requires compatible Xfinity gateway. Stained returns live in concert. It's been a while. This Sunday night at 8, Mass Mutual Center. Stained. Stained brings you an epic performance. Tickets on sale now at MassMutualCenter.com. More at Stained.com. Presented by MGM Springfield. 833. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Quick recap of the primary voting results from last night as the polls closed up at 8 p.m. across most of Massachusetts. For instance, State Senator Eric Lesser losing against Salem Mayor Kim Driscoll. And here's what he told Western Mass News in his concession speech. And I personally am very excited to get to work for the Healy-Driscoll ticket for victory in November. So throwing his support to the person that beat him out, Kim Driscoll, and the person she'll be running alongside, Attorney General Maura Healey. There you go. And uh, the seat that Lesser vacated, the Democratic primary for the Senate seat in the 1st Hamden and Hampshire district, was taken by Jacob Oliveira. Here's what he told Western Mass News. I'm going to work just as hard as Eric Lesser did to fight for Western Massachusetts to ensure that we have regional equity. All Oliveira announcing he'd won the race and uh, against challenger Sidney Levin-Epstein. 
I know Eric Lesser, and you, sir, are no Eric Lesser. Hmm. Ooh, look at you with a Lloyd Benson reference. How about wow, that? how about that? That was a great TV show, by the way. He was <laughs> Benson? The yeah. He was the butler the to the governor. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was great. Very rare when uh, an actor like that becomes... Well, actually, not so rare. It happens a lot, actually. Now, more and more these days, ever since Ronald Reagan, right? Actors becoming politicians and vice versa. Well, it does s- happen. You had Sonny Bono. True. For a while, we had the guy from the Dukes of Hazard. He was uh, Scooter, uh, Cooter, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Are you thinking of that? Or are you thinking of uh, Fred Grandy, Fred from, Grandy Love, from Love, Love Boat, Boat? Yeah. Who played Gopher? Why was he in Congress too? He was in Congress. Yeah. No. Uh, the guy who played uh, Cooter. He was in politics. And and then you had Fred Thompson too. Yeah, that's right. He was in I think uh, like Crimson Tide or something like that. He was in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Ben Jones. That's who that was. Ben Jones. Was uh, Cooter from ah. uh, Dukes of Hazzard. Uh, he was like, yeah, I think he was a, yeah, he was a senator, hmm. state senator. Yeah, wow. I bet if uh, that guy who played Boss Hogg had played his cards right, he could have gone pretty far in politics, too. Depends on where, but yeah, I'll buy that. Buddy Epson, maybe? It was those Dukes! Yeah, you'd be so good at that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was them Republicans! Yeah, it was That'd be great. I'd buy it. Uh, more political voting results from the primaries last night. Shirley Ariaga declaring victory in her race against Joel McAuliffe and laying out her plans for the future. We're going to learn and we're going to get to work. And that means helping our folks with the issues that truly matter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we going to get to work right away or do we just kind of like ease into things? Since I can't <laughs> you, first day in the job, I don't like to do too much. Well, she's going to try to do a lot, she says, in the 8th Hampton District. And she does advance to the November ballot with no Republican challenger. So I guess we can expect to see her in that seat, the lifelong Chicopee resident and educator at Chicopee High School and a veteran as well. I'm going for that Joel McCullough write-in campaign. That's what you're going to do? Yep. That's going to be the one. All right. Good luck with that. Incumbent state rep Bud Williams' path to re-election, clear after he beat challenger Janae McDonald in the Democratic primary election. So Williams moves forward with no Republican challenger in the November 8th election. He looks like he'll be able to further his agenda of championing public service, something he's been doing for a long time here in this area. There you go, Bud. Nicely played. Mm. I would have thought that Bud was, you know, like, was he bored in retirement? or was, Was he actually retired? I don't even know what Bud was has, has been doing the last uh, yeah, year or two. Know, who knows? Huh. In Looks West... Like I, <laughs> I need to get some decorations for Christmaca. Because <laughs> Jesus is the reason for the season. All right. <laughs> oh, Bud, you make Charisma me Charisma wa- Kawanawanaka. <laughs> he is a caution. In Westfield, they're going to have a new park, Maybe on the Urban Renewal Plan property on Elm Street. But they're having a discussion about that. Initially, they wanted to build multi-story buildings there with a mix of residential and commercial units. But Westfield Mayor Mike McCabe said, no, 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 we need to turn it into a public green space. And the estimate for doing that, $500,000. Actually, I think Bud Williams is like the snowman and Frosty uh, who says happy birthday, even though it's Christmas. (laughs) Happy (laughs) birthday! (laughs) Just combine all of them there. The Kwanzaa and the Christmas. Yeah, Christmas Kwanzaa. Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't know if you are. Or the birthday in there, too. I don't know if you're aware of this, but many years ago at the lighting of the menorah the ceremony mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> at, at the Jewish Community Center, right. Bud 
uh, decided uh, that he was going to speak at this thing, and he reminded everybody at the lighting of the menorah that Jesus was the reason for the season. Mm-hmm. I've always felt that you need to know your audience, you know, <laughs> before you start doing any public speaking. And right? on that day, he just completely, oh, completely right. forgot who he was speaking right? to and why he was there. Well, that's quite the beard you got there, <laughs> Rabbi. <laughs> He was a carpenter, Jesus. He was just, a, you know. Yeah, a, I know, but you see, that's yeah. the this uh, two different there's ideologies. A, there's a disconnect yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a disconnect. Yeah, I hear you. Back to Westfield and their plans for a new park. Uh, the initial estimate would be five hundred thousand to build it. Now it's jumped up to almost a million dollars, and as a result, they're thinking, "Wait a minute, maybe we need to reconsider this whole thing." The plan by Mayor McCabe had included a green space with an amphitheater and a seasonal ice rink as well. No, I I don't I'm 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 still a little unclear where exactly on Elm Street this I, is. I think it's right uh, near. I think it, it, there's that bus station. I think it's near there. Okay. I All think right. it's that empty space that they're talking about next to those. There's like a, a row of shots. They knocked a bunch of buildings down years ago to build right. that bus station, and mm. I think that the, it's in that area. All right. Just, because it's right now, it's just a dirt parking lot. I know, but when they're talking about like a a park and an amphitheater, I mean, I'm a, I realize they're not building you know the brand new, uh, <laughs> they're not building great woods. I mean, I understand right. that, but it's like uh, you know, is there space enough for all that stuff? Maybe I don't know. Well, so how much I know, we're gonna find out. Hey, we're in good shape here in this area of the country because we've got some waterways that we can walk along. And according to some new research from King's College in London, walking along a canal or a river bank could boost your mental health. Just walking along, for instance, the Connecticut River. The blend of both blue and green eases anxiety and relieves stress, according to the study. Mm. Okay. They apparently did some research, having people walk along the side of bodies of water, and it led to significant improvements in their well-being and in their mood. The bodies of water or the bodies in the water? Well, <laughs> they're, they're, they're you know, pretty relaxed over there, too. <laughs> Why are you splitting hairs here, Steve? I mean, come on. Well, they just rescued a guy from the Connecticut yes. River last night. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I'm, I suppose that could be life-affirming in and of itself if you saw somebody struggling to get out of the water and being rescued from a body of water while you were walking along the body of water. Yeah, well, I I, uh, I think uh, you know you know water is calming, but I think if you're struggling to uh, fight the current, that's mm-hmm. different. Somebody uh, tried to uh, commit suicide yesterday off the North End Bridge. That's what the uh, that's what they, they and they rescued the person. Luckily, mm-hmm. wow. Um, and of course, they give uh, these things. You know, the National <laughs> Suicide Prevention uh, Lifeline is nine eight eight on your cell phone, and then the eight seven seven eight seven zero four six seven three for the National Suicide Hotline. Yeah. Uh, well, we did learn just last hour that Springfield is one of the most depressed cities in the country, according to new research through the Centers for Disease Control. I don't know if I'd choose the Connecticut River. Oh, with all that uh, slop uh, swishing around in there. Remember I told you to stay away from it last week? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Go well, a little I, further you know, up. Yeah. You know, I, I think when you're... When you're despondent, uh, you sometimes you don't. Yeah, I don't think you care. Whole, yeah, I don't I'm, think you care really. But even the people just boating and swimming. Here's a new study from Science Direct that suggests men are happier in relationships if they think they're the funnier one. 
Researchers talked to a bunch of couples who'd been together for an average of seven years and asked how happy they were. They also asked about the role that humor plays in the relationship. In general, men are happier if they think their partner views them as the funnier of the two. Actually, I don't know if that's entirely true. I think if you can both make each other laugh, yeah. that helps everybody in a relationship. I would agree. It, I mean, it does it, with my wife and I. I mean, she's she's hilarious, and uh, and and uh, she makes me laugh all the time. I mean, thank God. Yeah, I don't have to be funny all the time. I just sent my girlfriend a note this morning based on this study. I said, "Hey, you're going to have to f- find a way to get less funny in order to ensure my happiness," according to this new study, because she's funny as well. And how'd she react to that? Hasn't reacted yet. I'm t- I'm looking. I got nothing back yet, so I'm maybe in trouble. I don't know. Steve, you? What do you, I mean? What do you think? My girlfriend's hilarious. She's yeah. got a great sense of humor. So there you go. We we she's dating me. <laughs> She'd have to. <laughs> you have to have a good sense of humor to do that. We the three of us are disproving this whole theory right here. Please let me take on this uh, <laughs> this guy who can't uh, not have a stain on every shirt that he owns. So it's kind of a charity case. In yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm. Okay. That could be comedy. 843 with Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Cheryl's cat never leaves her lap. Did Steve lose weight? Kristen has a very sunny kitchen. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 850 and Collective Soul with Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's going to be mostly cloudy today with a high of 73. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 78. 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Now, uh, tomorrow, just want everybody everybody to know, tomorrow is the day we announce uh, what's going on with the Mayflower Marathon. We've been kind of stringing this along for a while because we want to make sure that all of our uh, you know, you know, all of our loose ends are tied up. And, of course, as soon as you have that, more loose ends <laughs> tend to arrive. But nevertheless, uh, tomorrow we will announce where the Mayflower Marathon is going. Now, it's going in that park in Westfield where they have that empty lot. Hey, no. good no. idea. No, it's uh, no. Call Mayor McCabe. No, no. It's <laughs> Nobody not. wants that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not going there. But there are reasons why we have selected this particular site. Uh, it tends to check all the boxes that we were looking for. We will announce that uh, that decision tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. And on 745, we will bring in a couple people from that site to talk about uh, to talk about what's coming up. And also Scott Zolak tomorrow from the uh, the Patriots broadcast team. So that's all coming up on tomorrow's show on Rock 102. Uh, now, the site that we've chosen that we're going to unveil tomorrow may or may not have some hotels nearby. And if there is a hotel nearby, maybe they need to do what they're doing at the Villa and Barrel Lounge that just opened up, where one of the rooms has its own beer tap. Love that, it. You know, that sounds like such a really good idea, but... Until if you they, get it. Yeah, until yeah. you... Uh, well, until you see what the price is of a single beer. Yeah, you ever go into, like, the, the mini bar mm. at, at a hotel, and, and, you, and you see the prices... Mm-hmm. Like, you know, $15 for a single beer it's out built, of a fridge in it, your room. It's built into the cost of the room. Now, obviously, it's probably a lot. I don't, I'm not seeing what the cost is here, but uh, they build it right into the cost of a night's stay. Really? Yes. And it's apparently right next door to something called West Coat Brewing Company. So they get the beer from there, and then... You get to enjoy it free for if you book a, if you book a room with the tap in it. Yeah. Did, you ever, did you ever have a kegerator? I did. No. College. Did you? No. Yeah. My brother had one, and it's like, opens the door for alcoholism. Like, <laughs> yeah. because it's so easy, <laughs> yeah. 
you never have to go to the store. You, I mean, you eventually do to, to change the keg out. Right. But, I mean, you're talking, you know, probably a good, if you're just sitting there by yourself, <laughs> you're probably a good month, month and a half before you finish the damn thing, and then you're out buying more. But it's it's so easy. Oh, I don't have to go. You know, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I just got home from work, let's just say. We, I don't have to, you know, worry about <laughs> stocking up on beer. It's right. here in the it's here in the apartment. One of We had a house, uh, and there were like seven people living in the house. And I lived there for like two years. And the first year, one of our roommates was an engineer. Mm-hmm. So he did this whole thing by himself. It was an old, crappy fridge, yeah. gutted out all the shelves and everything, so he could put the and he, you know, he, uh, you know, fortified the, uh, the, the, you know, the bottom shelf so you could actually put a keg in there without cracking. Yep. You know, the shelf had it in there, had a big giant five foot CO two tank in the back, and then right in the side. It had the tap plus a little, you know, plastic catch. So anything that yep. that spilled beyond your your pitcher or your or your glass was caught in the trap. Thing worked fantastic. The hard part was replacing the CO two tank because yeah. not everybody was willing to give you a five foot tank. So we mm-hmm. we had to make do with what we had. But yeah, that was. That was a surprisingly wonderful thing to own. Uh, I'm betting the guy that designed that didn't wear a coat and tie and didn't go on to become a politician like no, we were talking about No, he wound up becoming a very successful <laughs> right? engineer because right? the dude knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. that's and, pretty cool. And the rest of us became you know, moderately successful people who were prone to binge drinking. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that, There was nothing there? wrong with that either. Yeah. You, com- you combine the kegerator with uh i told you we had an optometrist chair yeah. with a hydraulic lift yes <laughs> we had that and we would you know mix drink you know, mix, co- mix cocktails in your throat with either a water pick which you'd, you'd fill with <laughs> vodka or they had that's awesome it was freaking great it was great and then we also had the you know back then they had yep. these uh toy water uzis you know these battery powered sure. uzis that yep. you you'd hook up to a water source and yep. you just you know well, I mean, the the hose went into a bottle of booze, mm-hmm. extend the hose a little bit, and all of a sudden, you're shooting booze into someone's mouth with a water Uzi. Sounds great. And a, <laughs> an optometrist chair with a hydraulic lift. That's awesome. I it wish was, my dentist office would do that. I'm telling you, that was, that was now spit, that would have been terrific. Yeah. I ain't spitting this. This is all going down the same place. There is a bar in New York State outside Syracuse that has a dentist chair in the bar, and they have all the stuff that you would expect yeah. to go along with it to shoot booze into your mouth see like we we got that idea because it was a bar that mm-hmm. that did that it was yeah. it, it was like a, a nightclub like a dance club yeah. and you could get uh, drinks mixed in your mouth that's mm-hmm. where we you know the idea sure. came out but they the health department <laughs> you know demanded that they get rid of it because they they felt like it was it wasn't hygienic enough to be mixing drinks into people's mouths. Yeah. And I thought, what are you talking about? This is, the, this is the best part of the whole place. And they did it, and like three months later, the place shut down. Hygiene. How about those bars that do the, what is it, the hairy buffalo, where they collect everything in the trough that spills in there at the oh, end of the yeah. night, and then yeah. they fill up the glasses with that? How hygienic can that be? Well, it's not that hygienic, but, you I mean, that's kind of like a... You know, that's kind of like a, you know, a, I don't know, like a coming of age event. Mm, I guess. You know, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's something important. Hey, speaking of bars up in uh, Syracuse area, did you ever go to Funk and Waffles? I've heard of it. I, I don't know. No, I don't. I, well, I was never there. Funk and Waffles? Yeah. It's so these college students who uh, brought their, uh, you know, fr- uh, 
it was a chicken and waffle recipe mm-hmm. they started making in college, and it got so popular. They were serving it to all the people on the dorm floor, and then it got so popular that they decided that after they graduated, they opened up this restaurant. And it's got all this. It's it's like you know disco fries, yeah, with a like gravy and you know whatever else is on them. They make disco tenders. Hmm. No kidding. It's like chicken tenders with all the gravy and the cheese and the mashed potatoes and all, and all this other stuff. Uh, carry on my wayward spud. Hey, a mashed potato, bacon, and cheddar stuffed buttermilk waffle topped with more bacon. This That's, already sounds fantastic. Yeah, not available it? in Kansas. Yeah, funk and waffles. Mm-hmm. You got to be really careful when you say yeah. that on the radio. You're damn right about that. Yeah, you were. Look, look that up in your but, funk and uh, waffles. But uh, yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to go back to this place. See, it's this awesome. is a, this is the kind of thing that only a college student would come up with, right? As opposed to today, where you know today's college students, you know they they're listen, they they would rather stay home and do like you know Zoom classes or whatever. They don't have the same experience as 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 hungry under uh, you know, underpaid drunken college students of the uh, the nineties and the eighties. Yeah, you're saying and, our, and before our intern Kaczynski's not coming up with brilliant ideas like this. Not yet. <laughs> not good enough. Yeah. It's eight fifty eight. But back Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred two.